We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 11th, 2018. Uh, today I have another large study. Uh, really didn't want it to kind of get this way, but it just kind of turned out that way, just kind of like the preceding ones. Uh, looking at about 19 pages of content here uh, to try to get through. But it's basically kind of a dedicated study. And uh, we're going to be looking at the potential for uh, coming gun confiscation and that that's actually already happening uh, in kind of a beta testing format all around the country. And we're going to be looking at that. We're going to be looking at um, <clears throat> a lot of different aspects of that. And also a detailed look because it kind of relates to this because they're actually beginning gun confiscation of medical marijuana users in Pennsylvania and Hawaii. And that's actually part of the narrative. It was a narrative that I really wasn't fully aware of. And we're going to be looking at that, an in-depth look at that whole subject. So just before we get started, just some Bible verses on um, faith, kind of to get the, set the tone here for everything. And uh, Galatians 3.11 says, But no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. Now, works come after faith, but you're not going to stand before God and be justified by the law in God's eyes. And that's basically what the Pharisees and Sadducees were trying to do. They were trying to say, look at, our, look at our good works and our law and how we've kept the law and all these things, even though they broke the law. Because we all, we all would. We, none, none, there's none righteous, no, not one. So you don't want to point to your own good works as, as entrance to heaven. You, you point to the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Um, it's a, <clears throat> for your say, by grace, through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But works will follow as a result of the Holy Spirit living inside you and the fruit of the Spirit and these types of things. So, Galatians then 3.22, But the scripture hath concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. Galatians 3.26, For ye are all children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Uh, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And without faith it is impossible to please God. So faith is, you know, incredibly important. And then Ephesians 3.12 says, In whom we have boldness meaning in whom is, is Jesus, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him, to boldly become, you know, before the throne of grace, to make our supplications known. Ephesians 6.16, it says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And faith is like a muscle. Uh, if you don't use it, you tend to lose it. Okay, so the more you exercise your faith, the stronger your faith gets, and I believe the, the bigger your shield, and the stronger your shield gets, because it's the shield of faith, wherewith you should be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Okay, getting into the study for today, uh, gun, the first report is entitled, Gun Confiscation is Getting Very Close in Illinois. Now, they, they worded this like it had already started, and it hasn't. I hate that when they make 
fault, but it's getting close. There's no doubt. It is no longer conspiracy theory spawned by deplorable, bitter clingers, but a creeping reality Americans could be facing soon. It is no longer conspiracy theory uh, spawned by the bitter clingers, but a creeping reality spawned by shootings law enforcement could have prevented but didn't well again that's if we believe the official narrative i believe that they had everything to do with it now i'm not saying all law enforcement i'm saying certain dark factions of the law enforcement do like this parkland shooting the secret service was there three weeks before what's that about they were having an active shooter drill that day where supposedly they're going to be using blank when did they ever do that you know, you see this, this, you're watching the footage of, of a, of a four man team of guys dressed all in black going out the back of the building with a big gigantic duffel bag, throwing it in the back of a white truck, speeding off. What was that about? Multiple students said there was at least three shooters, at least two. The guy, Nicholas Cruz was walking out of the building as active firing was going on with a girl that was there right next to him. As she was saying, man, I'm surprised you didn't do this because of your basically past history. And he just looked at her like, what? And so, I mean, again, we're going to even be looking at that a little bit. We're going to put you a short video on that as well. But it's like they want to take all the, 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 the firearms away from law-abiding citizens as punishment for something they did, they orchestrated, and they pulled off, just like most of the other mass shootings, particularly the recent ones. Um. So going forward here, uh, let's see here. The Illinois House has passed legislation requiring 18 to 20-year-olds to give up certain legally purchased and legally owned firearms, meaning now it's time to start turning them in. It's one thing to say you can't purchase them. Now it's another, it's a, it's another step, though, when you start to say, now you got to turn them in and to large demographics of people. A bill requiring 18 to 20 year olds to hand over or transfer ownership to heretofore legally possessed assault weapons, assault weapons, they always use that name, is gaining sponsors in Illinois, uh, the Illinois Senate. It's already passed the House, but the Illinois Senate uh, it passed the House last month. The bill, HB 1465, was sponsored by the House by Representative Michelle Mussman, Democrat and passed by vote of 64 to 51 on February 28th after being introduced in the upper house by the Senate President John Cullerton, also a Democrat out of good old Chicago where gun controls work so well, gun-free zone works so well, biggest murder capital almost in the world. The bill has added seven co-sponsors in the last week, and I, I really believe all this stuff was locked and loaded before this Parkland shooting because that's what they're always going to use those type of, of, of um, shooting events for, especially the one in the school. So they'll have some excuse to ram this down our throats. Notable among them, uh, as far as the co-sponsors, was Senator Jim Oberweiss, who is a Republican, and he was rated by the NRA, he was A-rated by the NRA in 2014 as a Republican nominee for U.S. Senate. So he was, he was all pro-gun back then, evidently, but now he's co-sponsoring bills to take the, the guns away. The NRA of Illinois described the weapons covered in the HB 1465 as commonly owned semi-automatic semi -automatic firearms. The bill also requires 18 to 20 years to forfeit ownership of any magazines that hold more than 10 rounds of ammo. 
gun confiscation is here. First they will come for the young who, who, who can go to war with guns but can no longer go hunting with them or protect their families, all by design. And if you're a 20-year-old single mom with a restraining order against a violent ex-boyfriend, well, you'll just have to trust your life to 911 as your door is being kicked in. It's exactly right. Meanwhile, the government wants you to give uh, to give give up your guns. Uh, Fox 2 reports that critics of the Muscle, Musman's bill were taken aback by the idea that the government would confiscate property. Musman responded to these concerns by assuring them authorities will not visit homes to pick up weapons. Rather, quote, a first offense for getting caught with prohibited firearms would be a misdemeanor offense. A little slap in the wrist. This report goes on to say that is what you call a distraction without difference. If there is another uh, shooting, law enforcement fails to prevent, and that's, I'm sure, locked and loaded. Rest assured that the misdemeanor will then become a felony because I'll have to ratchet it up, right? And the voluntary turn-in will indeed become a door knock now. Now they're kicking in your front door. This is where this is all heading. And it's, and it's heading there faster than any other time in American history. This is, this is, I mean, all across the country, this type of stuff is going on. And Trump's doing nothing about it but encouraging it, as far as I can see. And the requirement to give up your weapons and your Second Amendment rights will expand to other groups such as veterans and seniors deemed unfit because of stress and age to own firearms. President Trump recently rolled back an Obama-era executive order attempting to accomplish the last one. And it's again, it was like after the Parkland shooting, he was pretty cool. And then all of a sudden, it was like when he had that, quote, meeting with Feinstein and all these other people that wanted to do gun grabbing it was like he just did a 180 and that's what we documented in the last study i don't know if somebody got to him i don't know if um he was bought off i don't know but he's done nothing to really yeah he put out some kind of tweet we got to protect the second amendment i watched the speech yesterday he gave in pennsylvania had it on the background and i didn't hear him say one thing about the gun stuff i mean maybe he did but i sure didn't hear it it's not even something he's emphasizing right now. So in other words, yeah, let's just kind of let it keep going here, status quo, and let, let this gun uh, beta testing and confiscation keep going on. I'm not going to really do or say anything, and then when there's the next mass shooting, I'll get on the bandwagon again, and we'll get even more aggressive. That's where it looks like Trump is going to me. Now, I told you from the beginning about Trump. I will call him out when he needs to, and, and this is something that I will give him no quarter on. I will give him no whatever. He could He could have done everything great, for the last year, whatever, and I'm not saying he has, but I'm saying he, he did do a lot of good things that I know Hitlery would not have done had she gotten office. But to me, this negates pretty much a lot of it, or could quickly negate it, because, you know, they come after the guns, they get the Second Amendment, they got the First Amendment. I mean, it's over once they do that. And so this is where we're, we're going here, it sounds like. Restricting the right to purchase and own a firearm may sound good to the gun grabbers, but age and maturity don't always coincide. And the fact is that most mass shooters have been over 21. And that is if we believe, the, my comment is that is if we believe the official narratives of the lying mainstream media, which I don't believe at all. So, a related, related, Las Vegas resident, this just came out yesterday, Las Vegas resident said, I saw three black helicopters flying forcefully into the city above the rooftops as they were running a mission on the night of the October 1st massacre, 
That's why no autopsies or ballistics were released of this government false flag slaughter. There were people on the ground killing people, shooting people, eyewitnesses. There were people up in the hotel, which is the only ones they focus on because it's the one lone white guy shooter up there. Even though when they found him, his body was cold and dead. You know. Probably two or three shooters up in the hotel room, two or three down on the ground, and they had helicopters mowing down people up top. And we're to and then the the ones that started coming out and saying this, they're all dying, mysteriously. The ones that are open their mouth, that were at the country of Western concert or anyone else. I mean, this is how insane things are in this country. This is how rogue and out of control. And I'll tell you, if Trump will go along with this stuff, you know, he's. <laughs> I mean, he's one of the worst enemies we could have then, because the Republicans. A lot of them have are, are just, they don't want to hear anything bad about Trump. They don't want to hear anything about, oh no, he wouldn't do that or whatever. I don't trust anybody in high political office. I don't care about all the Mark Taylor, whatever prophecies, Trump's this man, whatever. I hope you're right. I really do hope it turns out that way. But he's got a lot of backtracking to do. He's got a lot of backtracking to do, you know. And I said, worst case scenario, he's doing this to buy time. But boy, oh boy, that's a real bad way if you ask me to, to try to buy time. You know, so he can get the 13,000 or now it's up to 15,000 sealed indictments. You know, heard a lot more about that last week. But you know what? I'll believe it when I see it. I hope it's something I can report on where it's like, okay, here's why he, he did this stuff. He was trying to buy time. There were all these sealed indictments and he, and he had to, what, I, I still don't understand why he had to, you know say all these things and about basically getting our guns first and due process second and then all the other insane stuff he said you know however long ago it was a week ago 10 days ago or whatever so we'll see i'll, I'll believe it when i see it but um up until that this, that point i'm going to keep reporting on whatever is really obvious whatever is easily verifiable and this stuff is easy, easily verifiable that i'm going over today Again, if you carry a, a gun to defend your country, you should be able to own one to defend yourself and your family, meaning the 18 to 20-year-olds. The legislation is naive, dangerous, and arguably an unconstitutional ex post facto law. An NRA spokesman told The Hill that, quote, passing a law that makes it illegal for a 20-year-old to purchase a shotgun for hunting or adult for an adult single mother from purchasing the most effective self-defense uh, rifle on the market punishes law-abiding citizens for the evil acts of criminals and again that's if we believe the official narrative they're always blaming it on some white guy that went nuts who was on psychotropic meds now sometimes obviously that is the case they're wind up sock puppet mk ultra mind control slaves that are triggered and a lot of times then they when they're done they blow themselves away so there's no witness because that's part of their programming but increasingly that has not been enough for the government and they're going in there because they can get a higher body count if they have three or four people in there, and then they blame it on one white guy. And then that also demonizes the white race, which we're going to talk extensively about in the next study that I'm doing on the South Africans. You won't believe this, this comment I got from a, quote, listener on that, justifying this, the mass slaughter of, of the whites in South Africa. Yeah, yeah, you're going to love it. That's coming up next week. Mm, I've already got that one done. Mm-hmm, yeah, biblical, biblical mindset, I'll tell you. Mass murder's biblical mindset, I tell you. But I guess, you know, they feel like it's okay, but you'll, you'll, you'll see. Uh, 
so it is typical of the gun control zealots that they answer to the slaughter invited by gun-free zones is to create more gun-free zones yeah because that'll fix everything that won't be like a gigantic come here kill slaughter sign to all the mass murders those who fear an armed citizenry are typically those who believe that all rights are on loan from an all-powerful government the founders wisely wrote the second amendment to protect the other nine in the bill of rights that's right Critics of the Second Amendment say that they're not going after guns used for legitimate activities such as hunting. But when the founders wrote the Second Amendment, it was because the British were coming, not because it was the start of deer season. As Fox News contributor Judge Andrew Napolitano notes, the historical reality of the Second Amendment's protection of the right to keep and bear arms is not that it protects the right to shoot deer. It protects the right to shoot tyrants. And it protects the right to shoot at them effectively with the same instruments they would use on us if the jews in the warsaw warsaw ghetto had 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 the firepower and ammunition that the nazis had some of poland might have stayed free and more persons would have survived the holocaust absolutely the ar-15 is a defensive weapon such as when used by the 15 year old who grabbed his father's and used it to ward off home invaders not only did this brave and there's a link to that report not only did this brave 15 year old defend his home against two burglars but he also but also he was defending his 12 year old sister who was in the house with him he grabbed his father's ar-15 and shot one of the burglars multiple times they got away but had to go right to the hospital where the minor was arrested and the adult who was shot was flown to a different hospital in the hands of the British Redcoats, the musket was an assault weapon. In the hands of a law-abiding citizen, even those between the ages of 18 and 20, an AR-15 is what the Second Amendment is all about. But our rogue government doesn't care about any of that. All they care about is getting the guns because they know that's the linchpin to coming in and mass slaughter and concentration camps. That's the way it always goes. History repeating itself. U.S. Representative Thomas Massey warning on gun control. Let's listen to what this U.S. Representative has to say about it. Hi, this is Congressman Thomas Massey here. We've got about a week to act. I want to let you know what's going on in Congress as far as gun control goes. You've heard a lot of ideas being floated. Now, this was produced um, about... Uh, five days ago, so... I'm assuming he's talking about this week that we're coming into. I'll try to get this study up. As soon as I can, but I just don't know how many parts it's going to be. Um, and I've put out a lot of links about this to Gun Owners of America. They're, they're by far the most proactive group out there. Uh, you know, NRA is the NRA. But um, if unless the American public, the American law-abiding gun owners in particular are unless they're very uh vigilant about this and proactive uh then there will they will just keep continually ramming this down our throats and and this is here this uh, representative here is definitely a voice of reason in the news raising the legal age to buy a long gun for instance or a new assault weapons ban any number of bad things have been mentioned but i wanted to boil it down for you What's actually going to happen, the gun control play they're going to run here in Congress is the one that I unfortunately predicted back in December. Remember back in December, they put the National Concealed Carry Reciprocity on the floor, and I warned folks, 
when they put inside of it a bill called Fix Nicks, that they were sneaking into it gun control that was endorsed by Senator Feinstein and Senator Schumer. Well, uh, unfortunately, that warning has turned out to be true. I want to play you a little bit of my prediction. This is back in December. I did a podcast with Daniel Horowitz at Conservative Review. Now, don't get me wrong. They will, they're not uh, going to do this without some cover. They will wait for the next crisis. They'll wait for the next shooting where the next system fails. So here we are. We're at the next crisis. Now, um, and again, it's just a stair step. Next crisis is locked and loaded, I'm sure. And then the next one, and you know, again, if I see Trump continue to act this way, all the only thing I can come to the conclusion of is that he is complicit and fully on board with this, despite any of his campaign promises. And despite any good that he may be doing beside this with, let's say, whatever he's doing with North Korea, the China, you know. That all aside, this is the, and I've said this a long time, this is the linchpin issue of tyranny, gun control. Coming after the guns is the linchpin. It always precedes the mass slaughter of any particular tyrannical regime in the last hundred years. Hitler, Pol Pot, Mao Zedong, Stalin, the whole nine yards, always preceded by mass gun confiscation. So that's verifiable, easily proven, and historical leadership promised members here in Congress that they would not bring uh, the fix nicks bill, the gun control bill, to the floor if they didn't at least bring the reciprocity bill with it the same way they did it previously. And uh, 40 members of Congress thanked them for their promise and then sent them a letter that said, uh, we write to communicate that we will oppose any attempt to bring fix nicks to the floor of the House for a vote unless it includes language substantially, substantially similar to or identical to that of H.R. 38. H.R. 38 was the reciprocity bill. See, I told all these guys they were getting set up by leadership that the reciprocity bill was just a Trojan horse and that this fixed Nix bill would come back without reciprocity attached to it. Now, why is this so bad? What's wrong with the fixed Nix bill? Well, there's a problem at the VA right now. I've heard from people that work at the VA, and I've heard from veterans who've encountered this problem. If you tell the VA that somebody else manages your money, they can take away your right to own a gun. They put you in the NICS database, but it also, not only can you not go to a store and buy a gun, it's illegal for you to possess a gun. Or so if you're a veteran and you tell them that somebody else manages your money, you don't have, evidently you forfeit all your, your ability to own a firearm or purchase one. I mean, that if that's not tyranny, I, I don't know what is. ...to possess ammunition. And veterans are getting thrown into this system every day. They're having their right to own a gun stripped merely because they say they don't manage their own finances. This is an Obama-era policy that was put into place. And it, and it's part of, it stems from the last time they tried to fix NICS in 2007, 2008. They passed a bill called the NICS Improvement Amendments Act, which metastasized into the Obama gun control plan at the VA. Now, my colleagues in Congress, they know the problem exists at the VA. They're totally ignoring it now. Here's how I know they know. Because a year ago, a year ago, almost to the week, in March, we passed a bill called uh, it was 11, 
81, the Veterans Second Amendment Protection Act, that was going to fix the problem at the VA where veterans were being deprived of the Second Amendment rights without due process, no judicial review. Does that sound familiar? Well, it passed the House. Almost every Republican voted for it. Some Democrats voted for it. And then it stalled in the Senate. Now, that's the problem that exists. That's the problem that every member of Congress knows about because they saw this debate last year. And that's the problem that's being ignored, and that's the problem that's going to get worse if they pass Fix Nix. What Fix Nix does, this has been introduced by Cornyn in the Senate, and it has Feinstein and Schumer's full support, in fact, our co-sponsors. What Fix Nix does is it throws money at the states to put more names into the database, and it penalizes people, workers at the VA if they don't you know, rigorously turn in these veterans' names into the next database. Now, they're pretending this has something to do with the shooting in Florida. It has nothing to do with the shooting in Florida. I just came from a briefing given by the director, or the deputy director of the FBI, where they explained how the FBI got all these tips and then ignored them. They dropped the ball. Yeah. Folks, those folks that are working at the FBI, they need can, they need fire, they shouldn't have a job right now. And Fix Nix doesn't even do that. It wouldn't even do anything to take away their bonuses for their lack of performance there. So Fix Nix... It wouldn't have mattered anyway. They were, they were told to back off him, let him build the biggest um, damning resume against this Nicholas Cruz kid. So that when the time comes, they could say, oh, we dropped the ball. Boy, boy, look at all the red flags, though. 39 times he went to his house and all this stuff. He brought ammo. He threatened his students and all this stuff. He was the perfect sock puppet wind-up MK Ultra mind control, whatever, psych psychotropic med slave they could have had to blame everything on. And then they sent their own little team in, though, to actually kill everybody. And they were and they were actually dressed in full black, basically SWAT gear. Uh, uh, the teacher goes out in the hall and says, "Why are the police here?" Because that's how they were dressed. And when you see them come out the back of the building, the four man team it looked like they were. That's how they were dressed, all in black, and their faces were covered because then obviously, then who knows if it was Nicholas Cruz or not? Even though he was walking out with the girl while the shooting was going on. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's 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 no red flags here. There there's there's no contradiction of the official narrative. At all. Anybody that's being honest about this will tell you would do nothing to stop the school shooting that happened in Florida. It's an unserious uh, solution. If you want a serious one, how about my Safe Students Act that I've introduced every t term that I've been in Congress, it's H.R. 34 this year, would repeal the Federal Gun-Free School Zone Act of 1990. That's a serious solution until we start doing things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Don't have gun-free zones in schools. It's the most asinine, stupid thing on the planet. There's all these other places that you go and you expect a level of security that are not gun-free zones. Okay, you go into a, a, a courthouse, into a, a lot of public buildings, law enforcement buildings, certain um, like um, live events, you know, Hollywood stars all have, you know, bodyguards and stuff like this. That's fine to have armed security there, but no, no, you cannot have them at a school where the most, you know, innocent of the population reside as far as, you know, being able to defend themselves. No, you can't have guns there. No, but you can have them everywhere else to defend every other governmental institution, these types of things, but never, never at a school. And it's, it's just the most asinine thing you could even possibly imagine. 
we're, we're just advertising our children as being vulnerable in, in these um, schools, in these gun-free zones, because as you well know, 98% of mass public shootings happen in a gun-free zone. I say put our kids in the 2% where they're safe instead of the 98% where they are vulnerable. Right, because if you, if you introduce, okay, the teachers that want to carry guns, now you don't force them to, but the ones that do, and there will be a certain percentage, and the faculty, um, they don't have to necessarily be teachers, but the other faculty there, and then let's even say like the maintenance people and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, you know, you have them, they've been vetted to, to be in, a, in, in the school system or whatever, the public school indoctrination, teach about Darwinism, we evolved from a rock, public school systems, you know, and, and, um, all of a sudden now you've taken yourself out of that 98% where all mass shootings occur, gun-free zone, and you've put yourself in the 2%. Okay, where are the mass shooters? And that's if we believe the official narrative. Where are they going to go now? Well, most likely they're not going to go to a public school where there, where there may be, who knows, how many people, depending on the size of the school, shooting bullets back at them. No, 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 no. They're, they're going to want nothing to do with that. And that's why 98% of mass shootings occur in gun-free zones, because they don't want any bullets flying back at them. And the government doesn't want it either when they go in there with a black op team to do this. They want to make sure that everybody's disarmed, so it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Now, and I don't mean all the government. I'm talking about the most nefarious, wicked, evil, black elements of our government, the deep state that are doing this. Am I just, you know, being chicken little here? Am I saying something that's not going to happen? No. Our leadership has announced they are bringing Fix Nicks to the floor next week. That's why we only have about a week. Okay, you really only have like maybe a day now. I don't even know. I mean, whenever it goes, it's going to be probably, this is Sunday, so it'll be sometime this week. They're going to sugarcoat it. They're going to put like a gel capsule around this gun control bill. It, the sugar coating is H.R. 4909. It's called the Stop School Violence Act. It reauthorizes some 1968 program. Uh, look, if, the, if this program worked, we wouldn't have had any mass school shootings since 1968. They know this is an unserious bill. But what they're doing again is they're wrapping this horrible gun control fix nicks that deprives veterans of the right to keep and bear arms after they've served our country. They put their lives on the line. It takes that whole they don't want them armed because they know how to defend themselves. They know how to fight. They want to make sure they're all disarmed, the returning veterans. They're the, they're the biggest threat to national security. They're the biggest threat, I should say, to the deep state uh, that exists in America. You know? So that's how they're viewed. Bill, Fix Nicks, and it puts a little wrapper around it that's called the Stop School Violence Act. This is very disingenuous. Because the Stop School Violence Act won't stop school violence. The gun control bill that they're hiding in the Stop School Violence Act won't stop school violence. And they're bringing it to the floor next week. I need your help. Let Congress know you do not want gun control. This is not why you put Republicans in charge of the House, in charge of the Senate, and in the White House. You didn't put us in here to pass gun control. And that's all you're going to get next week. Unless somebody convinces these guys to stop. So we have that from this uh, awesome congressman. Okay, so here's another video. Um, and it's entitled, How to, and these are just short ones. 
how to exp- exponentially accelerate a gun grab. Everybody you know. If you say something that makes wicked, gun-grabbing, liberty-snatching Diane Feinstein... Act- and this is, this is, I mean, this footage, if you haven't seen it of Diane Feinstein, is so... I've never, ever seen a witch so giddy and gleeful, satanically gleeful, with satanic joy as I saw her sitting right next to Trump at this meeting. I went over it last week, but it's showing a close-up of her. I mean, she can't even contain herself over what Obama, or Obama, it almost, it sounds like Obama, over what Trump is, what came out of his mouth. They're, they're, they're clear beside themselves with joy. Like this. I mean, look at her. She's acting like a giddy schoolgirl. If you can make her act like that, then you've said something that's going to jeopardize the freedom and lives of every single American. And if you don't remember, let me refresh your memory when Diane Feinstein said that she wanted to take every single firearm away from Mr. and Mrs. America. Check this out. If I could have gotten 51 votes in the Senate of the United States for an outright ban picking up every one of them mr and mrs america turn them all in i would have done it i could not do that picking up every one of them that means every single gun period this is the witch that is right next to trump that you you just can't even contain herself she's so happy the votes weren't here so what was said to Miss Frankenstein, and who said it that made her act like this? Um, and so just doing something on this background check uh, issue and using that as a base, and then I would like to add some of these other things we've talked about, I think would make a major difference. So if you can add that to this bill. So the new background, the new federal background check, the new broad spectrum federal background check. Okay, what are they doing with the veterans, with this fix, Nicks? Well, you're a veteran. Okay, you, if you say, you know, you, you really don't have any right for a gun anyway, according to the government, but now if you say that you're, someone else is controlling your finances, it must mean you're a doddering old man or something and, and that you don't need to have a gun. You, 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 you forfeited your rights to any firearms at all. Okay, what is that? Well, that's a background. That's like a background check. Okay, well, this is the new broad spectrum federal background check that, they're all so giddy about where they could come after anyone they deem is not mentally fit. Who is that going to be? Do you think it's going to be the liberals and, and, and the, the millennial snowflakes and, and, or the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender or the Antifa, black lives? No. And it's not going to be them. It's going to be the number one enemy of, of the New World Order. The, the you know, pro-Second Amendment, pro-life, Christian, conservative group of people and regardless of your skin color that is where where they're going to be going that is who they're going to be coming after under these guaranteed that it's going to shift in that direction where they're going to be the ones under scrutiny and they're going to be the and it's going to be all about incrementalism but there it seems like they're really accelerating the agenda that would be great diane if you could add what you have also and I think you can, into the bill. So Diane had, wants 
to have, have a weapon ban and she know what she wants she wants all the guns now we're gonna we're gonna add what diane has to this other lady this this broad spectrum federal background check i mean it, you know if, if trump goes through with this or whatever it's going to be all out civil war because people are not gonna the, the law-abiding um uh firearm owners of america are not going to go along with this so I guess if he wants to just totally alienate his base or whatever, I guess this is a great way to go for him. Yeah. So Joe, are you ready? Can you do that? Joe, can you do that, Pat? Can you add you some of the bitch. things? You're not going to agree with me. Yep, you help. Well, no, I'll help, but can you add what Amy and what Diane have? Can we add them in? And I know you can add what John yeah, has. Let's be clear on what Trump wants here. Just for starters, he's calling for a comprehensive, centralized, broad-spectrum federal background check. We have to pursue common-sense measures that protect the rights of law-abiding Americans while keeping guns. And we have to keep the guns out of the hands of those that pose the threat. And this really includes background checks. And I know, Senator, that you're working on things. Joe, I know you're working. And uh, I mean, I'm looking at a number of the folks around the table. You're working on different bills. We have to get them we have to get them done. We have to get them Just done. combine them all into one bill is what he's saying. It's of these broad-spectrum, Democratic-sponsored, come-after-all-the-guns stuff they could have never got away if Obama was in office. Just have it in one bill and, and, and implement it and, you know, you know, just go, start kicking in doors, basically. That's what we're talking about here. Eventually, maybe not right away, but that's where it'll end up, no doubt. background checks hey look um who's going to be the ones deciding what the parameters are for the background checks is it going to be a conservative you know christian law-abiding gun owners do it no it'll be the most radical fringes of the democratic party deciding that because he's giving it in their hands he's basically saying yeah i'm going to give you a blank check to the democrats do whatever you want now and i'll make sure i help you with it. that's what it sounds like so until I see him backtracking on this, I mean, really backtracking, not, a tweet means nothing to me. Actions speak louder than words. You know, a tree is known by its own fruit. Works, works are what actually, you know, justify, you know, or, or, or tell what a person is all about. Not so much what comes out of their mouth, but what, what they do. So, you know, it's not looking good regarding this. Biggest fan of... The Second Amendment, many of you are. And John Fixnix has some really good things. You're not a fan of the Second Amendment. Because the Second Amendment shall not be infringed. You're not a fan of it. You want to strip it from us. From what's coming out of your mouth. I don't know if you took a, a really big dumb pill before this meeting. If somebody got to you. If somebody bought you off. I don't know what happened to you with this 180. But you're no friend of the Second Amendment anymore. You might have been at one time, or at least that was lip service. But you sure aren't now. But it would be nice if we could add everything onto it. And maybe you change the yeah, title. Add it all. all right? The U.S. background check bill or whatever. But your bill is really good and really important, having to do with a certain aspect. <coughs> but maybe we could make it much more comprehensive and have one bill uh, instead of 15 different bills. More comprehensive equals way less freedom. Is what it means. More, more more room for interpretation well we really no we 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 don't believe that you're mentally fit to own a firearm we really don't think that you are we we're gonna 
You need to turn your fire. And if you don't, we're coming to kick in your door. This is where this is all going. And if they didn't have, if Trump wasn't in office, it could, it, I mean, it would, it, there would be much more resistance, I believe. There's not enough public outcry about this from, from the, uh, from law-abiding citizens, for, as far as I can see. Nobody knows what's happening. If we can get 60 votes for it, Mr. President, I think I'm you all can. For it. Honestly, I think, look, I really believe this is one of the things where you can actually. He's literally surrounded by maggots. Dine Feinstein, this guy next to him, he can hardly contain himself either. He's just, he's in a room full of maggots, and they're basically, they're basically jockeying to see how quickly they can kill us all. Because that's where this all ends up. They get our guns, it's over. Now, I understand, absent from the bodies to be present with the Lord. Okay, it's just that this is just so insane and so against the platform he ran on. I am going to point it out every chance I get until something radically shifts in the opposite direction. Because until I see that radical shift, I am going to assume that he is going to continue to go in this direction. Get the 60 votes. I don't think the states have to be the same. What does have to be the same are the background checks and all of the data, whether it's fixed nicks or all of the things that we're going to be adding. That has to be very Fixed nicks, remember? What the congressman just talked about? They're going to ram it all through, is what he's saying. And he's going to put pressure on them to do it. Same. Guys, nobody wants a madman to have guns. But a universal background check constitutes infringement on a grand scale on everybody's natural right to carry a firearm. Period. If you are for background checks, you are not for the Second Amendment, and more importantly, you are for barring people from the ability to freely purchase a defense weapon. There are many responsible 18 to 21 year olds out there who have just as much right to own a weapon as any of these parasitic political puppets. There were many more freedom snatching statements at this meeting that I'll deal with more in subsequent videos if you want me to, but I wanted to keep this short because it's so in your face obvious against individual rights. Let the world and the Google Thought Police know what you think about this in the comments section below. And if you want me to cover more specific. So we have that. And, you know, I, I wish it wasn't oh the case. Boy, I wish it wasn't the case, but, you know, until I see him backtrack on it, I'm going to just assume that this is his 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 180 stance that he's taking. And, um, you know, I don't know. Let's go further here. Uh, okay, here we have the next report. Seattle police begin Nazi-style gun confiscation. No laws broken, no warrant, no charges. A man in Seattle had his gun confiscated by police after breaking no laws. The police took his gun without a warrant, without pressing any charges. Tyranny has officially taken hold on American soil. This sets a precedent that government can now forcefully take guns away from an individual without a crime being committed or an arrest being made and without a warrant. In the name of fear and political exploitation of any... Uh, gun rhetoric as citizens second amendment rights have been ripped away from him by the government the new red flag law which has taken hold in other states already allows the courts and law enforcement to take away guns from individuals they deem are dangerous and they've just begun the confiscation this is exactly what i was talking about the man living in belltown neighborhood in seattle washington became the first individual in the state to have his firearm confiscated without any formal arrest or charges the man was not identified by authorities. Neighbors complained that the man had been staring at people 
through storefront windows while wearing a holstered firearm. He was not brandishing his weapon by any account. And open carry is legal in that area, so he was abiding by the law. Other residents also complained that the man's open carrying made them feel uncomfortable and unsafe. Now, I had this list. I had this um, comment that just came in this week from a listener in Seattle, or in, he goes to the Seattle area named Mike, and this is his comment about gun control. He said, hey, brother, I don't live in Seattle, but I've worked in or around the greater Seattle area for three years, and I can offer some insight on some current event topics like the Nazi-style confiscation. The fact of the matter is that we have had three years in a row of terrible gun laws in our state. First, they passed a law forbidding the transfer of guns from private parties in any capacity without a three-day background check, meaning they could lock you up for letting someone even hold your gun for a moment, much less shoot it at a gun range so i mean that wow um that's pretty crazy there and then um they say the law was to prohibit craigslist gun sales but as always the devil's in the details or lack thereof which brings me to the bump stock law that just passed i'll be honest i can't understand the 32 pages it seems very specific to the stock that attaches to the rifle with the intent of moving or for the sake, moving for the sake, utilizing recoil. Then again, I don't know how much, I don't know much there. I think that the bigger play is to set a precedent to stack the deck so that the oligarchy can command the ATF to make disarmament provisions, as you pointed out. What I do know, however, is that the law used in the state to go around due process and gun-grab guns is in place. If one person reports to the police that someone is in danger, is a danger to themselves or others, they are at the discretion of the judge to issue a warrant for the confiscation and the detainment of law-abiding citizens. The provision is that the citizen is allowed a court date to appeal to their sanity. There are no public cases, to my knowledge, of this occurring yet. However, the man in the article you are pointing out did in fact have a court date to appeal before the confiscation and failed to show up. Now, I think it's the guy that we just talked about, the guy that was standing in the window and staring at people um, that got, had his guns gun taken away. The man apparently was a raging drunk and had multiple calls to police about his behavior. Something seems very strange about this considering the demographic that lives on the street that was given in the article. Everyone there is a yuppie who wouldn't dream of buying a gun. Either the guy is a martyr for gun confiscation or he is a drunk and a bad neighbor that had guns that still legally did nothing wrong, though. Seattle is a terrible place. I carry a forty five anytime I deliver there now. And that's a... It's probably, he's probably carrying a, nine, a, a 1911. And that, that is a... That's a man stopper. Okay? A 1911 45 caliber is a man stopper. Um... Uh, it's very, very good for self-defense in that regard. It, because even if somebody was literally wearing body armor, it would have enough impact. The slug itself to a lot of times knock somebody down or incapacitate them just from the impact of the slug, even if it didn't go through the body armor. Now, I'm not saying we should go around shooting people. I'm just saying that, that it, is, it is a very, it's a powerful handgun. Um, two times I delivered to a place that was shot up the next week or even minutes later. I give you the scope of the place. The homeless run rampant in this place I call Sodom. They actually provide little homes to them, I guess the homeless, built with taxpayer dollars. Remember what we talked about last week or on, on, the, um, 
or on the study that I did about the uh, the mind control or the um, the targeted individuals where they actually ship them to Seattle and they become homeless and then they use them like they mind control them and stuff. Just unbelievable. So there's all, all kind of just, Seattle's like ground zero for wickedness, period. So um, legalization of marijuana has gotten so out of control that I smell fresh weed smoke around every corner and see people with so much smoke in their car that they can barely stay out of their car like Cheech and Chong. <laughs> so that that is a great example of, um, you know, that being, abs- that the aspect of legalization of marijuana being totally out of control. Um, I think you have a lot of people there that, um, I mean, I've watched documentaries on Seattle and so many people are either addicted or on so many different meds. And I I don't mean just marijuana. I mean like every kind of medication, every kind of illicit street drug. I mean, it is just rampant there. Um, The people are trendy zombies straight out of the Hunger Games. All the stuff about gender confusion you hear in videos is a reality there. Not to mention the mayor of Seattle is an exposed pedophile. That's, That's perfect. Muslims are pouring in and present everywhere, being a nuisance with their shahada, especially in the airport SeaTac area, where they started vast enclaves of communities where they're just living off the state and giving money back to the liberal unions. And that's, that's up until the time when get, they finally get the green light where they can go and kill the infidels. They're, they're, they're a built-in mass extermination force that, that a lot of times won't mind giving up their own life because they think they get the 72 versions of the white-skinned boys in paradise. So they're just they're waiting on that. And that's all by design as well. And the House also just passed a bill through that is going to our communist governor that commands that all businesses are forced to insure their employees with abortifactant drugs, contraception, and abortions. Of course, you want to kill, maim, and destroy. So that's, you know, just like all the cities in like manner in Oregon. Just like all the like all the cities in like manner around Sodom and Gomorrah, that's what it said in the Bible. They were all wicked. Because that wickedness spreads. Your the land gets defiled and the wickedness spreads like a cancer. <clears throat> Long story short, Seattle will be judged as harshly as harshly as LA, New York, Miami, and all the rest of Gomorrah of the Gomorrahs of this country. Hope this message receives you well. Will be a blessing. And will be a blessing helping with your information risk broadcast. Yes, it was. It was pure confirmation of what we just talked about. So, now we have this next report, which is entitled, Slippery Slope, DOJ Takes First Step to Ban Bump Stocks. Trump administration on Saturday began the process to ban bump stocks through regulatory action. The Department of Justice has submitted to the Office of Management and Budget a notice of proposed regulation to clarify that the National Firearms and Gun Control Act defines... Machine gun to include bunk stock, bump stock type devices. Attorney, good old Attorney General uh, General Jeff Sessions. We're going to talk a lot about him later in the broadcast. The Department of Justice submitted a notice of regulation regarding the definition of machine gun. Remember, we talked about this a lot last week, where those gentlemen were talking about anything. What is going to come down to though is anything that is deemed as a rate increasing device, meaning the rate of fire increases is going to ultimately what they're going to come after. And that could go all the way to a semi-automatic, where it's faster than a revolver. Any rate-increasing device. And we 
we got into this extensively in the last study. Remember, the, the, you give the devil an inch, he's going to take a mile. And, and this is why this is also like a slippery slope and so dangerous. Uh, especially when the next school shooting happens. Because then it's just going to be all the more already locked and loaded, ratcheting up. Ratcheting up. Okay? Do something. The liberal snowflake democratic devils do something we don't care what you do take the guns away from everybody that's the solution obviously look at how well it's worked in chicago and all the other gun-free zone cities in america they're utopias they all are no crime no murders no no actually they're the capital of the murder rates the gun-free zone mass devil cities of america yeah I got into that in the last study. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so this is the National Firearms Act and Gun Control Act and proposing to include bump stock type devices that federal law accordingly prohibits the possession, sale, or manufacture of such devices. And then we have this, which is entitled Gun Confiscation Beta Tests Are Spreading Across the Country. Now, here's some pictures of boston the surrounding areas following the boston marathon bombing which i believe also was totally orchestrated by our wonderful government and um there's some pictures of this sorry my i'm trying to rearrange my pictures if you want to see those in the spring of 2017 i received the following uh, this is from dave hodges i've received the following communication from someone claiming to be with dhs and they stated that they were rehearsing gun confiscation in urban areas um now this was in spring of 2017 so getting near a year ago i had nothing to connect this communication uh to so i simply hung on to the message until i could connect this with something tangible in the last 48 hours there have been two events which tells me the deep state is firmly in control and now they are rehearsing the seizing of american held guns and it, what's scary is that it seems that trump is actually at the spear tip of this and in lockstep with them until i see him do something different I don't care what's coming, you know, I, I, until I see him take another tact. It seems as though, and that's what's so um, disturbing about this, because I didn't think that was going to be the case. I thought he might be the voice of reason regarding this issue. No, from what I heard, he was wanting to go along with everything they were proposing. Uh, in the last 48 hours, I've received... There have been two events which tells me the deep state is firmly in control and now they are rehearsing the season of American-held guns. Here was the original warning. Mr. Hodges, I have read much of what you've written about gun confiscation and so-called FEMA camps. They are real and generally the information you provide is accurate. To the best of my knowledge, you have not covered the mechanics of gun seizure operation, though. I am not totally on board with what I've been training, training to do with regard to American citizens and their Second Amendment gun rights. I am eligible to retire in three years and my protest will accomplish nothing. And I would lose my retirement. So you could say that I go along to get along. Mm, whatever. Uh, what I am writing to you about is the government-sponsored gun confiscation that is coming to this country. There are people in our government who are determined to take your guns. We have trained in mock cities on how we will accomplish this feat. We use a traditional checkerboard pattern similar to what the citizens of Boston experienced after the Boston Marathon bombing. We have routinely practiced the same scenario repeatedly. 
to cover suburban block, our forces approached with two armored personnel carriers on opposite ends of the street, two per side of the street. One vehicle remains on each side of the street as the accompanying vehicle moves down the block. Our teams approach a house from the front. We also flank the house and enter the backyard. Our support vehicle trains its guns on the house. Nice. So they can just, you know, machine gun right through the house. The assault teams consist of a dozen men each. The armored support vehicle has orders to immediately fire upon anyone appearing in the window with anything that could be construed as a gun. So it sounds like it's, you know, annihilate and slaughter first, ask questions later. A lot of due process there. Our personnel will knock one time on the front door. When the door is answered, we secure the individual or individuals and ask how many people are in the house and where they are. We also ask how many guns are in the house, what type of guns they own, and where they are stored, and would anyone have guns on their person. Most often, we are trained to assault a house between the hours of 3 and 4 in the morning. Then we clear the house with an emphasis on first entering the bedrooms. <clears throat> we accomplish this task in two-man teams. We order any occupants to get on the floor and we secure them and then begins the search for the guns. So they're just getting started. We employ portable metal detectors and gun sniffing dogs if available. If the occupants are non-responsive, we enter, we enter after knocking down the front door at that point before going in and if you don't come to the front door and just capitulate to every bit of tyranny they're trying to enforce on you then you're going to get your door kicked in. Going in, we have already viewed the schematics of the target house before going in, so they know the schematics of your house ahead of time. Yes, we have blueprints for virtually every house in America. We go in hot and are trained to use deadly force against any and all perceived resistance. We don't use tear gas. We are trained to shoot any resistors. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that, isn't that just wonderful? Doesn't that just warm your heart? Entering the house, we are trained to identify ourselves and order everyone out of the house under gunpoint. We have trained our mock house. We have trained on mock houses in which guns were hidden in the attic, under the bed, in a safe, and even in underwear drawers. If the seized guns are legally registered, well, what does that mean? Legally. What if what if you got a gun like when you were ten from your dad? He gave it to you. Oh, I should, I should register this gun because the government needs to know every single gun. Where, where is that in law? What if you got it from a private buyer 10 years ago or something? Or on Craigslist or whatever, where none of that was required. What? That was legal. If it was illegal, how do they have the gun sales on Craigslist? And I know maybe every state doesn't do that or whatever. What if you had it passed down from like generation to generation? Oh, it's all illegal. They're not legally registered. We're going to come in and gut shoot you first and ask questions later. I mean, this is absolute insanity. Um, if the guns are illegal or not registered. So, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. If the guns... If the seized guns are legally registered, we seize the guns and let the family return. Oh, how benevolent and magnanimous of them. If the guns are illegal or not registered, oh, Satan forbid that. They're not registered by the government, so they don't have every bit of information on you like they, oh, that's, that's, I can't think of a worse thing on the planet. If that's the case, we take the entire family into custody. They're all going to get gut shot. Even the little infants and the little children. 
and the pets too. They come in there and they, and I saw a thing the other day where they came in, they were raiding this guy's house and they killed his dogs. I think he had two. First thing he did is kill them when they went in there because the dogs were barking at him. Mow them down. We take the entire family into custody. We have practiced transporting families to different. So not only, you know, it's the dad or whatever. No, 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 no. Everybody goes to jail. You're all scum in our eyes. We practice transporting families to differential holding facilities. So they're going to separate you. Children, men, women are held at different facilities, obviously, so they can play one against the other and then, you know, get you to, uh, you know, use your family against you, which is a very, very common tactic of slime bags. Each armored vehicle and their personnel make their own way down the street from opposite ends. The accompanying vehicle stands guard at the end of each block to prevent escape. Oh, good. So they can gut shoot you if you try to get away, too. Isn't that wonderful? We prefer to execute the operation, uh, execute's a good term, uh, the operation in bad weather because it eliminates escape possibilities. One of the reasons that I'm writing you is because you have identified Camp Grayling, which I have said brought up many, many, many times over the years, as a detention facility during the Jade Helm drills. Here's pictures of it. One of the 800 plus concentration camps they have around America, just waiting for us, you know, just waiting for law-abiding Americans to fill them. During that time, my team trained foreign soldiers at the camp in the art of securing new prisoners, the art. With the art of torture, maybe, too. My training of foreign nationals makes, makes me suspect that future gun confiscation efforts will be conducted under the auspices of the United Nations. Well, of course it will. The backbone, the, the military arm of the United Nations. Although I've not been told that. Well, we know that's the case. This is where I part company with my employer. I will not participate in such an operation. And I do believe there's a lot that won't participate in this. Um, this is, uh, when I write future articles on the potential of gun confiscation activities, I am hopeful that you will refer to some of the logistics to evaluate the authenticity of the information you're given. Um, and... There's pictures of it here. This is the FEMA Cape Grayling, Michigan, was the site of martial law training for the Michigan National Guard, commencing on July 15th, and which was the inception date for Jade Helm. This facility also houses hundreds of UN military vehicles, all waiting to get rolled out. Those those UN military vehicles are put all around the country. Um. <clears throat> During Jade Helm, DHS, National Guard, and foreign troops participated in the art of incarcerating the general public. I like the art. The art. Yeah. Because it's really an art form. Come on. You know, they all wear berets and, and they're, you know, they have those those long cigarettes, the, the cigarette holders like the, like the real artsy directors wear. And, and that's how they come to confiscate your guns because it's the art of gun confiscation, the art of incarcerating law-abiding citizens of America, and the art of exterminating them. It's the art form. Come on. It's beautiful. It's satanically beautiful. Come on. We all need to just lighten up a little bit, I think. Me, me being the first. I'm sorry, I can't help but be sarcastic when I read this. I mean, it, it's all true, but I mean, you know, I've been reported on this for years. Just more confirmation. 
and the Lord Jesus Christ is bigger than all of this, but I am a watchman and I have to warn about this kind of stuff. You know, especially in light of Trump's most recent comments, because I really thought that under his um, whatever, whatever rule or whatever, that hopefully this wasn't going to come to pass. But now I have no confidence whatsoever in that whatsoever. So, spotted on American soil, United Nations is positioning for the takeover of the United States. Here is a, here is a uh, tractor-trailer truck with two UN uh heavily armored vehicles and it says un right on them they're white and then there's a whole bunch of un blue hats that um if you want to see what they look like another picture of that so paul martin contacted me the evening of march 5th 2018 and told me he had reliable reports of two different groups of law enforcement going block to block in what appeared to be gun confiscation as a beta test at Redlands, California, I recently interviewed Paul Martin regarding door-to-door visits by law enforcement as well as Jerry Brown's Moonbeam Militia. And they are asking residents if they have registered guns. Registered. No, I got all the legal ones, actually. Yeah, that'll get your door kicked in real quick. Because, see, they have a right to know everything about you and know all your business and if you have firearms and if you have ammo, they have a right to know all that because they're the good guys. They would never do anything against anything like that. And you're not going to be on a list. No, you're good. We're good. Paul Preston from Agenda 21 Radio is well aware of this. Okay, so let's just play this and then we'll go to part two. Breaking gun gun confiscation on uh, beta tests in Redlands, California. And again, this this is the beta testing. They're getting ready to roll this out unless something radically changes. They're going to keep having these these shooting,s these school shootings, these wind-up sock puppets, going to blame it on some other white guy to do it. And they're probably going to get worse and worse unless God intervenes. And again, a big reason I do a lot of this is so that Christians will pray about this because this is purely, totally satanic. It is an absolute, total satanic agenda. And it's all about mass extermination of law-abiding Americans. They want to eliminate particularly the law-abiding middle class, which which are the primary ones that would be the ones that possess firearms. A lot of people in the poorer classes can't, they don't have the expendable income to have firearms okay so i've said this probably a hundred times that they they have to one of the last dominoes that has to fall in order for the new world order to be implemented is the absolute total eradication of the middle class of america they want an ultra slave and an ultra rich class and nothing in between and they want to do that to every other country and that's why they're doing what they're doing to europe and in everywhere else that they can in order to create that so let's go ahead and play this Here the, the newsmaker line with me with this breaking story is Paul Martin, and you're not going to believe, well, I think you maybe will believe what's going on. Tyranny is at the doorstep. The Nazis are overrunning the country. Paul, I don't think these analogies are too strong, do you? Uh, no, they don't appear to be. It, uh, it's been an interesting evening. Well, let's lay it out. What's going on? Well, I got a, a, a call from a couple of really, really good friends, great people over, I've known them over 20 years. One's a, um, uh, has 
been a lifelong EMT, the other's been a long, long-term RN. And uh, his best friend of basically his whole life called him this evening while I was at work and uh, told him his father had called him and said, Son, they're going house to house, knocking on doors, asking people if they have guns, and if they do have guns, are they legal guns? Uh, he called his son three times within an hour, and he said exactly the same thing over and over and over again. And uh, I texted you while you were on with Steve Quayle, and uh, I wouldn't have done that, but the people I know are, are as good of people as you'll ever meet, and, and he's known this guy basically his whole life, and he said his dad would have called him. And told and told his son and got him scared like that because his dad's in the um, uh, the door to door was going on in Redland, California. That's not far from Riverside. And uh, so I started making some phone calls from people that I knew that knew people in California. And uh, my good friend Randy Arborough uh, called Paul Preston while you were on the air with Steve and Tom, and um, he said. This has happened before. He said the Department of Justice, the California Department of Justice, has a secret squad. And uh, he kind of explained them as Nazi goons. And he said the last place this happened in California, uh, he said there was, there was quite an uproar among the citizens of the people of the town. And uh, to his knowledge, it hadn't happened again. But with the fact that um, these this this goose squad, they select easy pickings, uh, drug people, uh, maybe felons that have guns or something like that. Uh, of course, they've got a huge database. Everybody, you know, I know, and everybody listening knows, there's a huge database on everything, pharmaceuticals, ad infinitum. And um, so the fact that these people were going door-to-door says to me that it's probably not this little secret squad for the uh, California Department of Justice. Uh, The father that had called his son said they were police officers. And uh, so uh, we're going to do some more digging on this. Uh, It's about about 10.30 Rocky Mountain time tonight, and we'll – hopefully get some more on this, but it, it really startled uh, this, uh, this this gentleman's father that they were going house to house. And we'll, we'll just have to see what happened. Um, I, I called him back and I said, get as much information as you can. And more interesting, what would be interesting is what if you told them that you had guns, but, you know, you'd had them for 100 years and they weren't registered. Uh, if they took them uh, or whatever, I mean this this can this can go a lot of different ways, Dave. Well, one of the things I think I would have done, and I wasn't there, so it's easy to sound brave on the phone. But I think what I would have done, Paul, I would have said, "Do you have a warrant to be here?" Okay, fine. Good night, gentlemen. And I'd have shut the door. Oh, I, I know I would have. You're Absolutely. not required to answer their questions. They have to have no. a subpoena or a search warrant that is specific 
to the issue. And if they don't... One of the biggest things I've seen even lawyers say is that when you have any type of interaction with law enforcement officers, the less you say, the better. And in this particular case, this would be the quickest way to... You know, and it's also showing them that there's going to be resistance, that people just aren't going to just cave in. And again, this is what they're gauging. They're gauging to see how much of the population is going to just basically go spineless and, and just give them what, you know, whatever information they're after. They should have a warrant. You know, they should be able to go house to house just for, for you know, no reason or whatever. And so, um, that's something to think about. Oh, then you don't have to talk to him. No, absolutely not. But, um, according to Paul that, you know, they, <clears throat> they've got this secret squad and an interesting thing that, that, uh, Paul Preston said was, is that they, they could be in town. They could have been in Redland, California without the sheriff or even the police chief knowing. So is this the, is this the uh, is Jerry that? Brown secret police? Sounds that way, doesn't it? It's like, you know, the the SS of, of you know, Hitler's, like, personal guard type of thing, you know? Sounds like. But that's what Paul said. But he said it, it, this has happened. Uh, it didn't go well. Uh, you know, there's quite an uproar. He didn't name the town. I'm sure we can get more information as this progresses. But uh, this could be, I mean... And, that's and, very good that it didn't go well in, in, like, one of the most liberal states there is in California. Because, of, I mean, in Redland, California, there's even a little map here. And it's not too far away from Los Angeles. I mean, the what, from what it uh, looks like to me, um, it's due east of Los Angeles, like a little more inland, but I would imagine still a very liberal area, whereas a lot of the northern parts are more, certain areas are more conservative, and that's why they've been targeted so much more, I believe, in the northern parts. So um, that's actually positive, and that is... Basically, what's sending a, a message to the New World Order is, is how far are we along in our agenda where people will just go along with whatever tyranny is being imposed on them. Especially at Pricksmeyer with everything that's going on um, with, the, you know, with gun rights and, and, and all this other stuff. And, and what, a, what an excellent place to start something like this would be in the communist state of California. Yeah, California as we like to call it. Yes. Um, you know, let me tell you what my gut tells me, Paul. And certainly this bears more investigation, and we're going to have to do a follow-up on this. But my gut tells me this is a beta test. They're gauging citizen reaction. This is a old foot-in-the-door technique. Can I get into your house to get your guns? Because they're prepping for the day that's going to happen. If you talk to Steve Quayle, it's going to be the Russians and the Chinese under the blue helmets. Sounds like they're already at your door, Paul. Well, that was Charlie. He is a Borgie, a Border Collar Corgi, and anything that moves, he barks. So, anyway, uh, 
very well could be. You know, I, I was just sitting there thinking while you were talking. I mean, this could have been a multi, multiple agency deal uh, with DHS and God knows who else, FBI. Uh, but and, and I called my friends back and I told them to get as much information as they could. Uh, you know, have this gentleman talk to his neighbors and uh, and and you know get some actual comments from these people. So we're we're going to keep working on this because okay. it's. It's very interesting, and and the time is, for me, with everything that's going on, everybody coming after the NRA and all the other thousand stories, uh, it's uh, that that's what really got my heart racing was was the time in history that we're in. Well, I think there's no question, but uh, as I think this through even more, this is definitely a beta test. They're testing for the real thing, and uh, we'll see. But you got your border collar there to protect <clears throat> you from the blue helmets. Yeah, they, the rest of us are just going to kind of... They kill that border collar the first thing they do. Now, from what I'm seeing on... Like, I, that show I watched the other night, it was just matter of fact, I just went in there and you heard shots firing and they killed two dogs. and You know, then they then they took the dogs and they just put them out in the front yard for as garbage to be picked up. That's what they did. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. That's exactly what they did. So, understand that any aggressive pets... In this scenario, even if they, even if you didn't have any guns, and let's say it's all a big misunderstanding, they're still going to blow them away. There's a there's a high likelihood they will if they perceive them as any kind of threat. Just so you know. So, I have to wait and see what comes down, Paul. I appreciate you sharing this with us. This is major news. I will follow up with Paul Preston, and uh, we'll get his side of things and. Um, but like I said, uh, this is a story that does need to get some legs. And let's stay on top of it. Paul, let me know when you have more. We'll do it, Dave. Thanks so much. Okay, thanks for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Paul Preston of RevolutionRadio.org. And this is... Okay, so we have that, and that's all we have for part one. And you probably noticed the last week, I there were my, like the last part I did, it was too long. It, it wouldn't even upload. It was so gigantic. So I had to split it. And I didn't do an intro like on the last part because I had to split it in the middle. So I'm trying not to, I'm trying to avoid that again. Uh, so God bless and we will see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free. 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70, Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC, 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.